Coming up on Facts from the Stacks. We'll be shut down for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Woo. I get to I get to sit home and play Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. But then like months later, you're like, <laughs> I have to sit home and play Animal Crossing. <laughs> Welcome to Facts from the Stacks, a news and trivia podcast for book nerds and library lovers. Facts from the Stacks, created by the staff at the Jackson Madison County Library, is your library news and book-based trivia podcast. Join your hosts, Kelly and Shane, for what we're reading, what's happening in the library, and tons of trivia. We will have games and quizzes so you can follow along and test your knowledge, but also so we can stump other library staff. Welcome back, Gamer Gang. Hey. Welcome back to episode 22 of the pod. Feeling 22. Yeah. Um, We're going to talk about video games today. Woo! Which is... Such a such a favorite topic of mine, as we have previously discussed. I'm ready to learn. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. So, as usual, we will start with recently borrowed. I think that this time on Recently Borrowed, this is the first time that you and I are reading the same book. Cute. Which is really fun. Yeah. Um, So I am not as... You finished it. I did, yes. I'm just really starting it. So um, it is called True Biz Mm -hmm. by... Sarah Novich. There you go. Um, I couldn't remember her name. (laughs) Um, Who is a deaf studies professor... And a deaf woman herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And the book is about, um, first of all, a teacher at a deaf school. Mm -hmm. um, And then also a little girl who is just learning sign language. Yeah. And as everyone who listens to the pod knows, sign language is currently my, like, hyperfixation. Correct. So... (laughs) When you started talking about the book, I was so excited. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. I just asked our deaf teacher in class about, I was like, have you read a lot of books with deaf characters in them? And she was like, not really. There's not a whole lot. Mm. And I was like, well, how did, you know, how do you prefer for deaf characters in books to communicate? Right. Like, what would be your ideal way for them to be presented yeah because as a writer i feel like there's multiple ways you could do it so in true biz Mm -hmm. they do italics in the printed book oh i didn't notice that yeah so they do italics listening to it on audio but we flipped through the physical to see Mm -hmm. what the t was so Italics is is the way that I initially would have thought to do it. Okay. But then apparently some other ways that you can do are like literally putting in each word because sign language is more about concept. Yeah. Rather than specific words. Um, So that's another way that it could be done to be done in an ASL kind of way. Right. um, Which I thought was... Like, that's an interesting way as well. But True Biz also does that. Yeah, I was going to say, she kind of weaves that in sometimes. Like, she'll, well, they, it, it's interspersed mm-hmm. with like sections of an ASL textbook, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, which is really cool. Which I is like nice because it teaches you things. But in addition to that, so it'll explain the whole idea that, 
you know, you don't necessarily sign words in the same order you would in English. Mm -hmm. And so then, yeah, she kind of wove that in. Like sometimes she would have the character quoted in the order that they signed Sign it something. more so than the English, English translation. Yeah. Which is, it's just really cool. And my, like my favorite thing about the audiobook is that they have the, the sounds of the hand movements yeah. while she's signing. And I thought that was so neat. Yeah, me too. At first I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, I don't know. I didn't really think much of it, but then it really does help when you're listening to the book because that's your cue if you you know as a hearing person to know when they're signing yeah because you can hear you like you can distinctly hear the background noise change but then i was wondering like if you are fluent in asl can you like understand what they're signing just by listening to those sounds no because that would be wild it would be wild it would take a lot of skill (laughs) yeah um i'm gonna guess probably not yeah surely but it's just really cool that they included that because i think that a lot of people assume that when you're signing it's mostly quiet, and that is not the case. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting, like, too. It, in our class, you know, when we're talking, we're going through, like, the level one stuff again. And this is probably the f- fifth time that I've sat through the level one. Mm-hmm. And so, like, every time that our interpreter teaches people how to sign school, it's... Mm-hmm. And so the whole class is clapping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's not a quiet process. Right. Um, but anyway, I've gone on an ASL tangent. But oh. it's such a it's such an interesting read so far. Yeah. And I'm excited that, like, the last time that we read a book, I guess we read Cersei together. True. Cute. But, you know, everybody was reading Cersei. Yeah, her body. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's interesting to to share a book on here. And for both of us to have been reading it. Yeah. So I've yeah, got to get I really further. liked it because, like, now that I finished it, it was a good book. The story mm-hmm. was good. The plot was good. You know, mm-hmm. I, it was interesting. But also just the way that she set it up, you know, at the beginning of the audiobook, at least, the narrator explains, like, here's, you know, I'm going to, or the author is going to sign the sign and you're going to hear that and you know here's this this and this and then the stuff interspersed throughout that was either like wikipedia articles or like asl Mm -hmm. textbook things so like the readers learning along with you're getting some sign language knowledge you're getting some deaf culture yeah which is you know yeah i learned so much about the issues in the deaf community Mm And it was a fiction book, mm-hmm. you know. And then at the end too, there's an, a long author's note where she talks about um, a, b- a bunch of the deaf schools that used to exist, and like you know, further kind of hits on the issues. Mm-hmm. And so I just really appreciated the structure, I guess, of how yeah. it's laid out. Is like, yeah, it's a fiction novel, but mm-hmm. it still has a lot of meat to it. It does. It does. Um, I really, I really did enjoy most chapters, like starting with, here's your little lesson. Mm-hmm. It was just neat. Yeah. I liked it. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Facts from the Stacks. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to us talk about the books we've been reading, but don't have the time to come in and check them out, there's a solution for you. The library has online resources so you can check out books without ever leaving home. With Libby and Hoopla, you can access thousands of books, audiobooks, movies, TV shows, and magazines, all in the palm of your hand. Check out the episode's description or check out the library's website, jmclibrary.org, for more information. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? 
All right, you big know-it-all. Did you know? So, um, today we're talking about video games, which I prepared like a few facts for, Mm -hmm. um, just some interesting ones, but mostly I just want to have a conversation because video games have been my obsession since I was literally like three years old. Nice. (laughs) So that's what that is. Yeah. Um, so we'll start by talking about your gaming experience recently yes because you have been playing a switch recently yeah so i well to start at the beginning (laughs) let's go Um, back yeah my first exposure to video games i would say is when i was in adventure club which was after school daycare okay um there was a ps2 at adventure club and they used to play an iconic game called ssx tricky which is a wonderful snowboarding game. Not sure I if you're familiar. I knew it was. I knew from the title that's probably what it was. I have not heard of that one or played it. Oh, it's but really fun. Um, interesting. And then ATV2 Off-Road Fury, another I'm, great one. I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, that one was everywhere. So when I saw that, and I guess I must have played it, I was like, I need a PS2 for Christmas. Naturally. So then Santa got me one. God bless him. <laughs> And my PS2 came with ATV2 Offer Fury. Wow, how blessed. lucky. Yeah. And then, of course, I needed SSX3 because that's what got me into it. So those were like my main games. And then I had, after that, I started getting gifted and collecting like the movies games. So like Series of Unfortunate Events, oh, the game. Yeah. Finding Nemo, the game. Yeah. Battle of Bikini Bottom, the a game. fantastic game. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Interestingly, that game was recently remastered and re-released. Oh. Like on PC. So like it had a resurgence. It's a great game. I never played it. Yeah. So I got, you know, kind of like you were saying about hyperfixation. Like I got really into it for a minute and then I kind of stopped using it. Um, another thing I remember a lot was like watching my dad play pc games okay like i would or even like he would come help me like i can't get past this level you help me or i'm watching him play like harry potter the cd-rom game right like i kind of got a lot more out of watching him play than playing myself because that's hard that's fair (laughs) which makes sense because there's like a whole online community there's a whole culture yeah (laughs) i love watching let's plays um it's a good way to enjoy a game that like you might you might not want to play it yeah but there's also people get really um attached to their favorite people like i have a few favorite people that i like to watch yeah and so even if it's a game that i have played or that I'm going to play, I will like bookmark that for later mm. after I've played through yeah, it. Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. Right. I hate spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a huge thing. And I remember <laughs> my family were never huge on games. Mm-hmm. My dad apparently played a little bit of like the original Nintendo back mm. in the day. Um, and I got my first Nintendo the original when I was three or four. So I remember going up (laughs) through the years and I would be playing um, my N64. Swag. And I would go and I would rent because I didn't buy it for some reason. But every week or every couple weeks we would go to the video store Mm. and I would rent some video games and I would get 
Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda. Mm. And I would get stuck. And I remember being like, oh my God, my dad's played Zelda before because that's what he played on the NES, but not being a young child and not realizing that these are very different experiences. Mm. I'd be like, do you remember what you did? Do you remember <laughs> how to get past this part? My dad has no idea. I'd have like, the same reaction though. Like, I'm stressed. Yeah. I can't get past this level. Dad, I need you to help me. I need help. And like, we didn't have... It's like, supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like, we didn't have... We didn't have internet, really, mm-hmm. when I was little. Yeah. It took us a while. Um... So I couldn't look up a guide. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. So I was like, you played this before? He's like. Different game. Totally different game. (laughs) So that was a thing that I did. Nice. Um, But so talking about some of the types of video games. Yes. Of course, you have ones like Zelda, which are like adventure RPG games, Mm -hmm. like that kind of style. And what is RPG style? That is role playing game. Um, You take the. Um, you take control of a hero you in a possess. situation. You possess a hero. <laughs> um, so that's 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 one of the ones that I enjoy the most. Um, there's lots of subheadings under these types of games, but I think one that interests you the most is simulator games. Oh yeah. So um, such as Stardew Valley. Yeah. And Animal Crossing. Yeah. Um, there are lots of other simulator games. Um, some of them are stupid. <laughs> like I played one just because I I've got a there's a subscription service that I have mm-hmm. where you pay like ten bucks and you get. It's like $100 worth of games, like random games every month. Okay. And so one of the ones that I had was Gas Station Simulator, <laughs> where it's a, it's such a bad game, but you you just run a gas station. Right. And so you have to stock it and you have to fuel the cars for people. And like, it's so dumb, <laughs> but there's so many different simulators, but Stardew Valley is a huge one mm-hmm. and Animal Crossing. Yeah. So what draws you into those games? What what attracts you to those kinds of games the most? That's a great question. Okay, well, first of all, I wanted to mention that I learned in my children's literature class this week mm-hmm. that um, the Legend of Zelda games, especially the earlier ones, are mm-hmm. based on Arthurian legends. That which doesn't I didn't surprise know me. That. I guess that that's not cool. surprising. Yeah. yeah. Um, Link is the chosen person to wield this sword. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. It's very the Arthurian. Yeah. Arthur. <laughs> Awful. Very Arthurian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Anywho. Okay. Well, I would say a, they're cute. They are cute. So cute. Like Stardew and animal crossing are very cute. Yeah. Like, so I got a switch, um, maybe last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I started playing Stardew Valley together. Mm-hmm. And we've since kind of tapered off. We've kind of done what we can do. And so then for my birthday last month, he got me Animal Crossing. So now we're playing that. Yes. So going back to the cuteness, like I remember the first time I would see certain elements on Stardew. And then now again with Animal Crossing, I'm like, that is so cute. Yeah. Like the first time I saw autumn on Stardew Valley, like the seasons change, you know, and I saw yeah. everything fall. I wanted to weep. It's so cute. Yeah. When did you start Animal Crossing? Um, just now. So it's winter. I've only experienced winter. Okay. So I don't think it happens at this point because we're past Christmas. Mm. But during Christmas time, you get lights on all your... Um, 
evergreen trees. Stop it. So all the little pines will get Christmas lights. Oh, and it's so cute. So cute. It's just adorable. And it it is for me, and it sounds like for you and your husband too, that it is playing together. That is a oh, big yeah. like part of it. Yeah. And so Animal Crossing New Horizons, the one you're playing, mm-hmm. came out literally the week that the library shut down for COVID. Okay. So it was like, oh, this is what I'm, I was like, you know, at first you're like, okay, we'll be shut down for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Woo. I get to, I get to sit home and play Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. But then like months later, you're like, I have to sit home and play Animal Crossing. <laughs> like, I love it. But everybody who got it at that time yes. played it so hardcore yes. that we just got sick of it. Okay. My husband and I were talking about this last night because uh-huh. I was telling him the hack that you told me yesterday. I was like, oh, Shane yeah. said to do this. And then he was like, oh, does Shane play? And I was like, well, like he played it during COVID. And I had to explain to him that like most people that played it during COVID have dropped it (laughs) yeah yeah we got it's it was such a haven of like you can still interact with your friends online and it was such a nice like ignore the the world yes that's the other thing i was gonna say is it's so peaceful the music like when i'm sitting there playing with him i said this to him i was like this is so peaceful it's delightful it's relaxing it is the highest form of escapism oh heck yeah yeah (laughs) but then at some point you're like oh what rough times those were (laughs) (laughs) like reflecting back but again i i you talking about it has made me want to pick it up because then I would have like somebody to like show my town off to. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a minute since I've done that. Yeah. So I might have to go home and play it tonight. Yeah. Okay. And I think the other thing is I really like checklists. I like completing tasks. Yeah. And so like anytime with Stardew and I guess any Sim game, mm-hmm. like there's just stuff that I need to do. Yeah. You have a to-do list. And I have list. a purpose. Yep. <laughs> You have a to-do list that's, you know, and even if that to-do list is pull all the weeds in town today or... You better believe I will. Yep. (laughs) Gonna do it. Gonna go do it. Mm -hmm. Make the rounds. In fact, like if I... I'm like trying to train myself because I'll get mad if I already did something and then it comes up on the to-do list to get points for it. Oh my god. It makes gosh. me so mad. So now yeah. I'm like, okay, girl, you gotta wait until that comes up on the list and you get your points and for then it. Then do it. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, as you, especially with Animal Crossing, it's it's such part of it, too, is that you have control over where your villagers move in. Eventually, mm-hmm. you can, like, make everything so nice and cute. And mm-hmm. You're like, this is my little town. Yeah. It's my little space. But it's it's such a good one. Facts from the Stacks will be right back. Thursdays can be a real drag. Halfway through the week, not yet TGIF. But Thursday nights don't have to be boring. We have tons of board games for your entertainment, and you can also dust off your old favorites to bring for others to play too. Whether it's Monopoly or Life you enjoy, or whether you're into Dungeons and Dragons or Settlers of Catan, you can find board games you love here at the library and people to play them with. Every first and third Thursday from five until seven, you can join us for game night. 
Ooh, okay, yeah, that reminds me. So backing up in my journey, I used to play like CD-ROM games as well. Yeah. And the ones I would play were like Barbie Makeover, um, Mulan Storybook. Oh. Um, like a Beauty and the Beast one. But anyways, all these games have in common, you dress your Barbie. You make yeah. your Barbie's house. Yes. You like cook your little Beauty and the Beast meal for the big dogs. Mm-hmm. So again, I realize I'm having an epiphany right now. Yeah, you <laughs> like, like simulator games. Oh, yeah. Did you ever play The Sims? Yes. Yeah. So yes. there's another. That's another. Like, duh. It's named The Sims. Yeah. I just put that yeah. together recently. I Did remember you? when my aunt first got an iPad. So this was like, you know, she was on the cusp of technology. Like, I don't even know if I had an iPhone yet. And so I stayed up like all night that night playing Sims on her iPad. Oh my god! It was like my first exposure to the iPad. It's a good one. It's just it's nice to live vicariously. Yes, through and your I characters. love designing house stuff same Mm, same it's a good time so that's that's simulator games Mm, 10 out of 10 there's so so many different kinds (laughs) but um then you have the popular survival games so things like minecraft okay where you know you you're in a world and you have to make things to survive there's enemies there's you know you have to eat food you have to do all these things Mm. So survival games are another pretty big category, especially because of Minecraft. Okay. See, that's funny to me because the one part of Stardew Valley I don't like is like going to the mines. Going to the mines. And fighting the creatures. Like I will avoid that. Like yeah. the plague. It stresses me out. Super fair. So probably not a Minecraft girly. <laughs> See, and that's that's when I have when I try to play Stardew, and it is so cute. It's just, it doesn't keep my attention for long enough yeah. to make it through several seasons. Yeah. Um, me and my friend online, we would go to play it and she's like, I'm going to go buy seeds and I'm going to do this and I'm going to fix up the, I'm like, cool, I'm going to the mines. Yeah. Bye. See, there's two <laughs> kinds of people. Cause that's yeah. like, Aaron would always go to the mines for me. Yes. And you know, he plays like Call of Duty yep. and like, he's really into Terraria, you know, like yes. the fighting games. And I am just in the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> just chill. Is, we just like so to is be chill. Terraria a survival game? It's a survival game. Okay. Yes. Um, so then there's platformers. Which are things like Mario, okay. where you have like you're literally basically on platforms. yeah, you're on platforms, and of course over time those changed into like you know 3D platformers, like um, I don't know, I guess kind of like Sly Cooper or Donkey Kong 64. Like we we evolved to having 3D platformers, okay. um, but yeah, it's basically parkour. Like, let's just do parkour. Love that. <laughs> um, is the best way that I can think of to explain <laughs> it. Um, I am so bad at them, but I love them. I will play every Mario game. See, that's wonderful. Because I am the kind of person that if I can't succeed at it, I don't enjoy it. Which is not a good way to be. So you that's go. Fair. Yeah. I you mean, go. I I might not be great, great at it, but I will try it. That's right. And those are those are ones that are fun to play together too. I got um around Christmas time, I got Super Mario Wonder. I got it when it dropped. And it is so fun and me and my partner sat and we played through the whole thing like side by side together just going. Yeah. And like even the hard hard levels where so in newer Mario games if you 
fall in a pit or you die, you get hit by, you know, whatever. As one does. Then if the other person is still up, you kind of like turn into a little bubble and they can like grab you so that you don't lose a life. That's sweet. And so like that's that's another like if you work together, you can do it. Cute. It's it's cute. I love it. Um, Then we have. First-person shooters, FPSs, which mm, is Call of Duty. That's what the boys be playing. That's what the boys be playing. Um, <laughs> I don't play a lot of those. Um, I think the one that I played the most of was probably Overwatch. Mm, I wonder if he's played that. I'm not sure. It's very... Um, that one is more... It's five people versus five people. Ooh, like basketball. Kind of. <laughs> and like you're either trying to capture it's almost like capture the flag Mm. or it's something it's kind of like that but there's such a huge roster of characters and not all of them are shooty characters per se um but yeah that's that's another one of the big popular fpss i'm very bad at those (laughs) i am so bad at those yeah those are not my fave i mean i don't even think i've ever tried them but i just relate that to like i'm at a bowling alley and there's a little gun arcade game yeah that's not my first choice that's fair i'm probably gonna race Ooh, racing (laughs) games there's another one i like racing games there was one on the n64 that i played a lot of called cruisin exotica or cruisin usa they had some arcade cabinets as well but each of the maps was based on either a state or like you know there was like the amazon rainforest i remember there was one map that was the the redwood forest in Lovely. yeah and that's that's really cool i remember that level mm-hmm. um but then now you've got racing games that are so crazy realistic and like the cars are so shiny <laughs> like they they focus so much on the graphics of those mm-hmm. and that's not what i would expect yeah the cars are so detailed that okay sometimes aaron will watch I don't know if they're playthroughs or trailers, but he will basically watch a video on YouTube that looks like he is watching a movie, yeah. but it's actually a video game. Yes. And sometimes I am like, like I understand that it's animated, but I'm like, that looks like a real person. Looks like a person. It's wild mm-hmm. what they have done. Things like The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that a lot of people are. Yeah. Like they look like human. <laughs> they're, it's very realistic. It's spooky. Mm-hmm. Um. Which leads me into another kind of genre that I don't really know what to call the genre. I always say they're like decision-making games. Mm. It's basically very movie-like games that you are presented. For example, there's one called Until Dawn that's a horror, horror game. And you will go through and control these characters that... You're not really, there's not any game mechanics like in the way of, you know, you have to shoot things or you have Mm -hmm. to whatever. But the main draw is to make the decisions that will shape the whole story. Okay. Um, Like a choose your adventure book. Yeah, like a choose your own adventure book. So you're faced with all of these decisions and the characters will react or in some cases live or die depending on the decisions that you've made Interesting. and it's very st- those are some of the most stressful games oh I've yeah ever that played. sounds horrific because you're like what if this decision 
15 minutes down the road. Yeah. (laughs) 15 minutes down the road has a really negative consequence. Those are fascinating to me. Mm. Those are really fun to play in a group too. I can see. Because you're arguing about which decision to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, then you have battle royale games, which are like mm. Fortnite, okay. which was also so big. Um, that's kind of like a side, a subgenre of a first-person shooter. Okay. Because um, you have a an arena that shrinks. It's very much like the Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the the idea there. Um, there's MMOs, which are massive multiplayer online games. Mm. Um, and there's some of those that have been running for 20 years and people still play them. Wow. Yeah, absolutely wild. So that's the general conversation of, but I have a few facts just Random little sprinkled in facts. Mm -hmm. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 3 on the Sega Genesis Mm -hmm. was now they have removed and changed a lot of the music in it Mm. when you buy any of the updated versions that they've done on PC because uncredited Michael Jackson wrote several of the songs for that game before he decided to stop working on it with them. Interesting. And so you can go on YouTube and listen to some of the original Sonic 3 songs and you can hear directly that Michael Jackson then took those like melodies or those instruments. In some cases, it is the exact same soundboard mm. and use them in his songs. Wow, that's so which interesting. Which is really, it's really crazy. So you'll have people that are trying to stream this old Sonic game and then they're like, why did this get copyright stricken? Mm. And it's because it's, it's a Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson song. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. I, I just thought it was interesting. He didn't like the soundboard that they gave him, basically. Mm. So he was like, I like the work I have done. I don't like how it sounds using the soundboard. So I'm not interested. (laughs) So they've had to change all of that music in newer versions. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, so are there other, like, games where they have, like, highly, you know, celebrated people working on them? So there are, I'm trying to think of some examples of that. I didn't know that was a thing. One example I can think of is that there is a game called Sky, which is, there's a lot of platforms you can play it on. I actually kind of suggest it for you. I think you would like it. Mm. Um, You play as these like bird-ish people (laughs) and you just kind of fly around like there's general objectives for the map but you kind of just fly around um in this game sky they actually had the pop artist aurora oh yeah um she had an in-game concert Oh my so, gosh, how cool. Yeah, so they made her a little character in the game and set choreography and stuff. And so you could just go to this one place in the game as your little character. And mm-hmm. it's like you're sitting there at the concert watching That's so cool. her little character perform. Yeah. And so there's, there's stuff like that that people have done. And there's a lot of um, MMOs that have started to do that as well, mm. where they will introduce concerts for people to just sit and just listen. Neat. Um, The game League of Legends. I've heard of her. um, Which is a very popular 
it's called a MOBA is what that game is. It's a multi multiplayer online battle arena. Um, they actually kind of did the opposite where they're so popular, they decided that they wanted to branch out and do music. Hmm. And so what they do usually every year for their big, like, here's what we're doing for the year. Here's our updates and stuff, new content. They, um, they would hire bands like Imagine Dragons mm-hmm. to do a song for them to put with their trailer. Oh. But then they took it one step further and they created, using the characters in the game, a K-pop band. Oh, wow. And they hired actual K-pop artists to voice them. Okay. So they made this virtual K-pop band. That's so interesting. Of these, like, you know, the cutest girlies in League. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it, like, they're bops. (laughs) Like, they really go hard. Um, So it's really interesting that now video games are to a point where we're like, meshing into other media yeah more than just like movies or whatever right now we're making our virtual bands yeah and that's so interesting it's really it's really wild yeah our final facts and quiz segment will be right back after this break if you're the creative type and enjoy storytelling and writing come to the jackson writers guild right here at your local library every second and fourth thursday at 5 30 meet with like-minded writers who write in every genre you can imagine Learn important parts of the writing process from conception to publishing and participate in activities that will encourage you to be confident in sharing your work. Whether you've been writing for years or you're just starting, or whether you've published before or you're just writing for yourself, all experience levels are welcome. Another little fun fact, uh, back in 1978, when Space Invaders was introduced mm, in that. Japan, it, it's one of the, you know, it's the one where you've got your little spaceship at the bottom and there's all these rows of aliens that oh, slowly so. move down the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that game, when it was released, it caused a shortage of 100 yen coins in Japan. Oh, wow. So it would be like us having a shortage of quarters because arcades are taking up all of our quarters. Oh yeah. That's so interesting. And you know, it's, it's very interesting because in the eighties specifically, um, arcades were a huge part of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Aaron's dream. He wants to open an arcade. He reminisces about the old arcade in town all the time. Like that is, I've never, I've never really been to a proper arcade mm. because I just don't feel like in this part of the United States, right? It's not really a thing. Yeah, I know there are, like in Memphis, I know there's a arcade themed bar. I was going to say there's kind of been a resurgent lately with coin op bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, I think the most I've, I, I don't even think you could consider it, but like the skating rink mm-hmm. in Savannah yeah, I'm with you. has a tiny, it has some cabinets. The arcade, yeah. Yeah, it's got the little cabinets and that that's, that's not a full arcade, but still um, very, very interesting that, you know, we just cause shortages of coins yeah, with cool. our arcades. Are you familiar with The Witcher? 
Um, is that a show? It's a show. It's a book, and it's a game. Okay. <laughs> All three. When did what start? Like, which one was first? Um, the books were first. Okay. Then it was a game. Then it was a mo- a TV show on Got Netflix. It. Okay. Okay. So, um, again, The Witcher games and. Netflix show are based on novels of the same name by Andre Sapkowski. And it really, really took off in popularity when The Witcher 3 came out. Mm. When The Witcher 3 came out and got so popular, that's when Netflix was like, well, we're going to do a series. Okay. So when The Witcher 3 released... It got so much more successful than they ever thought that it would that before it came out, the author said, I don't want a percentage. I just want a flat rate. Mm -hmm. Give me the money up front before you make these games. Oh, when The Witcher 3 came out and got so popular, he got really upset. Yeah, he was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> oops. But, like, that's what he negotiated for. Right. Um, and he he tried to demand them to pay him, like, $16 million. Gosh. Um, after 3 took off. Mm-hmm. And, thankfully, the company that made the games was gracious enough to him to be like okay mm-hmm. here we'll rene- we'll renegotiate this whole thing yeah but it's crazy to me that like i i understand like if as somebody who enjoys writing i would also love to be paid for my art right <laughs> but you never know what could blow up yeah and so like I feel like they easily could have been like, no, this is what we negotiated. Right. You could have just as easily not cared. Yeah. I feel like most stories end like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was very nice that they decided to do that for him. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. Interesting. And so we have, you know, of course we have so many, so many movie adaptations of video Mm. games. None of them are good (laughs) um, for the most part. I will say that for the most part. Um, the Mario movie was fine. The, the animated the one, one, I loved it. It was cute. But I don't, you know, I'm not a game lore yeah. expert. No, it was cute. That one was good. Um, I actually really enjoyed the Sonic movie. I haven't watched those. I haven't watched the second one, but they just announced the Knuckles series. Mm. So on Paramount Plus, which I do not have. But um, it's funny because it would have been... Four years ago today that I, on Valentine's Day, <laughs> went to see Sonic in theaters. Wow. And that was the last movie I saw before the pandemic hit. Oh, my gosh. So, and I remember everybody being like, you know, what's going on with with Sonic? Everybody's, like, going to see it. It's, you know, it's getting good reviews. And I remember having a conversation with Keith <laughs> because we went to see it together. And he was like... Sonic's going to be the movie of 2020 only because there's no other movie. <laughs> there's no other movie. Like, that's it. There's no other movies. That's so funny. Yeah. The last big fact that I have is about another game series called Civilization, which is another simulator game. It's almost like Risk. Okay. The board game. Um, but you play as a country and the subsequent whatever, whoever... Whatever historical figure they assign as the um, the, the 
figurehead for that country. Mm-hmm. So in the first one, you had an aggression scale that went from one to 255. Of course. <laughs> um, at the very lowest end of that aggression scale was Gandhi. <laughs> okay. So basically that meant that he would do everything in his power to be demo- like be democratic, to like not engage in any fighting, mm-hmm. in any resource stealing. Like we're going to be very passive mm-hmm. as you would expect Gandhi to do. Right. As you go through the game, you get these different skills. And one of them is democracy like when you go down the democracy path it lowers everybody's aggression by two so it makes everybody calmer (laughs) except it would not consider a negative number so gandhi's one would go down to zero and then up to 255 oh my word so he would go from as passive as possible to as aggressive as possible (laughs) So at that point, he would immediately start researching things like nuclear weapons. (laughs) And so at that point, it would become a race to like win before Gandhi starts bombing people. Right. As one. It just, and that is one of the funny, there's so many little glitches like that that absolutely crack me up. It's just ridiculous. I was going to say like uh, video game glitches would be a fun. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many. Are you familiar with speed running? No. So speed running is something that live streamers will do. And it is basically beating a game as fast as humanly possible. Okay. And often they will break the game beyond recognition in order to do that. (laughs) So, like, I'm talking, there's people who have beaten games that are intended to last, like, 12 hours, 16 hours. And this person comes in and they're like, I've beat it in half an hour. Oh, my gosh. Because they will break the game completely (laughs) in order to, to get it to technically be beaten that's funny and so it's it's really funny there's actually these charities um that run two events one in january and one in the summer that it's called games done quick (laughs) and they do a full solid week 24 7 for that whole week of speed runs and people will donate and they raise money for various causes so that's something that we watch every six months when they do that yeah um but it's video games can be so so horribly broken it's (laughs) so funny that being said i do have a quiz on various video game things um so number one Mario and Luigi have a last name. What is it? Mario? It is Mario. Because they're the Mario brothers. They're the Mario brothers. Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. (laughs) Which, you know, is... Do you ever just think that your parents don't love you? (laughs) (laughs) There's, um... There's a line in the horrible first adaptation of the Mario movie that came out in like 89 where they say that Mm. like what's your name Mario what's his name Mario (laughs) Mario Mario and Luigi Mario it's just (laughs) so ridiculous um so (laughs) do you know the Konami code 
Konami is a game company. It, it, they have something called the Konami Code, that is a cheat code that no. you can enter into so many different games. Is it only games they make? Strangely, no. Interesting. It's just a random code that kind of became a meme mm -hmm. within the video game community. Mm -hmm. So it is up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. <laughs> and you can put that into over a hundred video games and it will do something. That's fun. Whatever that something is, who knows? It just depends on the game. Yeah. But it just became a meme that just, I mean, it was years ago mm. and people are still doing it and That's adding funny. it. It's just interesting. Love that little yeah. Easter egg. Nintendo, now what people consider one of the big three of the video game industry, the other two being Sony and Microsoft, um, started in 1889 selling wow. what? Has it always been a Japanese company? Yes. Okay. 1889. Well, video games didn't exist. Yeah. Um, was it some sort of technology? It was not. Hmm. I don't know. They sold playing cards. Oh, I see it. That's how Nintendo started. Yeah. And they just... I see the connection. I guess they just kind of stepped up in games mm -hmm. until... Video games Here became a thing. Yeah. Then we had, you know, Donkey Kong and Super Mario Bros. and all that. So, hmm. um, what video game console is the best selling of all time? Oh, wow. Hmm. That's tough. My first guess was PlayStation 5 because I know they're just so coveted and expensive. But that's probably that wrong. true. That is not correct. <laughs> You're close. It's the PS2. Okay, that makes sense because yeah. even I have a PS2. Yeah, right. The <laughs> PS2 um, has sold 155 million units wow. um, since it's released. It came out in 2000, 2000 and um, so they ran for about six years before the release of the PS2. Three, <laughs> and even when the PS3 came out, a lot of people just kept their PS2. Yeah, I so I got rid of mine because when I got married, Aaron still had his. Yeah, but mine still worked. Like I sold yeah. mine. I watched movies on mine. I played so many games, and that's the thing is that for a lot of people, the PS2 was the golden console. It mm -hmm. just had so many games. Mm -hmm. They had such a huge catalog that. I don't know. It was just a great system. Um, the second most best-selling of all time is the Nintendo DS, hmm. just under the PS2 at 154.2 million. And that's a little handheld. That's guy. a little handheld. Yeah. Mm -hmm, the one that flips up. Yeah. Does uh, so? Does Sony make the Xbox? No, that's Microsoft. Microsoft. So who? What does Sony make? The PlayStation. Oh, the PlayStation. Yeah. And then Nintendo makes and then, the yeah. other guys. Okay, go um, And then the third is the Switch at 139.36 Oh, wow. Million. She's already jumped up. To... So she's almost caught up. Yeah. What a girl. So in the video game industry, like in today, worldwide, what dollar amount in revenue does the video game industry contribute? $20 billion. As of 2022, it is 184 billion. Oh, geez, I was not. Which correct. is actually down 10 billion from 2021's 193. Hmm. Um, which I'm guessing that a lot of the reason that it dropped 
is because of we had that and I think we still are experiencing the silicon shortage mm. where we just don't have the chips to make, you know, as many consoles. People can't do their, they, it's harder to build your own PC now. Yeah. Um, that was really bad in 2022. I could see that because I could see like the sales going up a ton during the pandemic yes. and then after them dropping because everyone was like, I'm about to go outside. Right. <laughs> exactly. Back to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's the quiz. Woohoo. Yeah. What was I? Oh, I was going to ask what company is Steam or is it its, its own? Steam company? is its own company. It is technically Valve, I believe, Ooh. is the company behind them. So it's just not considered one of the big three. It's, it's not because they mostly just are a platform to market the games. Oh, okay. Steam basically allows pretty much any pretty much anything to come and sell on their platform. Gotcha. And then it basically runs the installs for the games for you. Okay. So they're not like a they're not quite like Nintendo, Sony and Microsoft that are involved in making their own titles as well. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like a Netflix original. Yeah. Versus like before Netflix made their own content. Right. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like that. Got it. That's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Um, that's our quiz. Woo. That was very informative. Yeah. It's just it's just my favorite thing. Yeah. That's all. Just just chill. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I have had two whole episodes where I feel like I have gotten to talk about my favorite thing. <laughs> so I think our next episode for 23, we will do one of a topic of your choice. So what are we doing? Well, I think that an easy topic right now would be like children's literature because that's what I'm taking a class on right now. And I'm learning a lot of interesting stuff. That sounds really good. Yeah. Come back to the library topic. Yeah. Circle yeah. back. <laughs> I, yeah. I could talk about children's literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a lot of books from that era of my childhood that really, they're really stuck in here. I know, it's fun to like, when certain ones that I like remember come up in class, that's always really fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. So we can talk about that, like our favorites and what we remember about them and stuff. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That being said, if any of our listeners have favorite books from your childhood, please let us know what they are. Yeah. Tell us why. Why? We'll talk about it on the show next time. Yeah. And send us any topics you want us to do. Absolutely. We're just having a good time. Just out here living. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) All right. We will see you um, in two weeks for our next episode. All right. Bye. Bye.